0: Welcome, everybody, to another fun filled episode of Capes and Scowls. Uh, it could be an episode. It could be a mini-sode. It depends how much rambling and ranting we do. And with me today is.
1: Rant. F- rantabulous Ranter. Rambler. Oh, man. I didn't know you were going to use your porn handle. Oh,
0: I mean, you know, it's, it's quiet kept, but. <laughs> uh, it's Max, everybody. Hi. And uh, Max, you wanted to talk about something, and I was uniquely qualified for once in my life to you, help you answer any questions you may have. You so why don't you were. let everybody know uh, what's up? So
1: in the wake of this COVID nineteen pandemic, one of the industries that was hit the hardest, Tim, is the industry you're in, which is a non essential industry. <laughs> yeah, no, we we're just not needed. Damn it. No, and. One thing that comic book retailers are doing specifically is they're trying to band together and create a document that they would like to present to Diamond in order to get them to change some of their practices. Right. And I found this when I was looking for articles for our other podcast on superliminalfilms.com, which is Did You See, where Dan and I talk about nerd news. Which is available every sec- Monday.
0: That's right, it's the second half of Double Max Monday.
1: It is, after the good old Tapes and Scowls, which is available mm-hmm. right here on the beloved Capes and Scowls podcast network. That's right. So, reading through the article, I didn't realize some of the crazy shit that Diamond requires and some of the like wild things that are just like, wait, 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 wait. So if this is something they're trying to get, that means that doesn't exist?
0: Yeah, it's it's really rough.
1: So so I wanted to talk to you about it because I know Diamond kind of has – it's not a monopoly by, you know, court ruling, but it kind of pretty much
0: is a monopoly. Yeah, it's one of those things that doesn't make sense, like uh, WWE being an essential business in Florida, things that don't actually make sense at all. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, here we are. Uh, (laughs) They're not a monopoly, but they – they're absolutely a monopoly it's a loophole that they get by on that uh it has to do with small distribution having some indie books on it so that they they don't qualify as the only game in town however they are the only game in town that has your marvels your dcs and your other publishers
1: right which is just i mean yeah exactly it's such a bizarre concept
0: Well, that all stems from the 90s and Marvel's bankruptcy, actually. Um, There used to be a bunch of different distributors, and Marvel signed an exclusive deal with them as they were going through their bankruptcy woes. And uh, people just said, well, I guess I'm going to go with Diamond because I need Marvel books as well. I'm not going to order my DC from Joe Blow and then order my other stuff through Diamond. That's silly. And uh, everything else just kind of died off. That's interesting. Mhm. So w- why does Marvel have a separate previews? Um, apparently they they were asked to from Diamond. It's uh I don't understand the why of that. Interesting. Um, I th- you know I honestly think the the giant book of the previews which uh I used to go through and do preview previews on the site but man it was daunting and it just i mean people loved it but uh it's a big thing to go through and i think by separating the big two into their own separate previews uh generates more sales makes sense and yeah yeah, that is a
1: crazy effort you're putting out like the fact like if you're not familiar with previews or you're not that familiar with previews you
0: have to pay for those and it's like a catalog it's huge it's like the sears catalog like two of them glued together yeah it's wild How's that for dating myself? The Sears catalog. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of you taking you on a date. Me taking me on a date? Yeah, you
1: dating yourself. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. T-
0: Hi. Oh, I'm not going to get lucky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that just <laughs> masturbation if you did? Um. Wow, this is going down a weird, weird... <laughs> subsection of the podcast. I guess we'll get into it. Uh, Yes. We're asking big questions on this episode. That's what I'm here to do. They're not that big, these questions. They're they're tiny questions. They're tiny questions. They're tiny masturbatory questions. I see. (laughs) (laughs) It gets the job done. (laughs) It gets the job done.
1: So... These, in p- fact, on the topic, somehow. No segue, <laughs> we're just it. going for it. I dare you to get back on subject. <laughs> so, a bunch of publishers, particularly out in Southern California, are trying to work together and create a document of things to present to Diamond that they would like to see different about Diamond's practices and the way that they conduct business with all the retailers.
0: So- Right. And I don't think I've looked over the document. I don't think all of it's, you know, that unreasonable. Um, And, you know, you going through it, I don't think Diamond's going to necessarily, you know, crap all over this document. They might even just be willing to do a lot of it. It's just no one's asked till now, you know?
1: Right. And that's the thing is, that's interesting. And I mean, I hope some of this gets changed. There's definitely some things and we'll go through kind of the, the list. And it ended up – I brought it to Tim's attention because there was an acronym that kept getting thrown around in the article that I was super unfamiliar with. I Googled it, and I'm like, this means something different in basically every industry. So I have no idea what this means. (laughs) And it was the letters FOC. And we'll get right. into it when we start to get into the questions, but or the, the document, and therefore questions. So I thought it'd be cool to get with Tim, who is an industry professional, who can help kind of demystify this and share his insights on this document and, you know, see if it's something useful. I imagine any forward traction is good, but kind of get your take, your hot takes on this document. Oh, man, so hot.
0: They're coming. <laughs> They're spicy. Just a little, though. Just a little spicy. I'm, You know, I'm getting older. <laughs> Do you
1: feel like you, you enjoy spicy food less now that you're older?
0: Uh, yes, definitely. Um, every now and then I, I crave it and then I instantly regret it. So Every now and then you fall apart? <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's start to kind of jump through this. We'll just go through the bullet points if that's okay with you. That's fine. Okay. If previews continues monthly, to be listed, a periodical must have all art present. 90% would be the minimal acceptance with 100% of the covers. No more, and we'll get to the acronym I mentioned earlier, FOC surprises.
0: So what is FOC? Uh, Final order cutoff. And uh, What does that mean to you? It means you have to order X of this book by this point or you're going to lose out. Um And if you don't see the final art of a product, you might not want to even take a chance on it. Um, For example, when like the free comic book day books or the Halloween comic fest books, a lot of those don't have final art. We don't even know what we're ordering. And I mean, the art is what's going to get somebody in. The cover is going to get somebody in to pick up a book and try a book. Right. Um, You know, with the exception of like sometimes Marvel and DCs don't have it. And I kind of understand that because they're tie-ins to big events. They don't want to spoil. But with the exception of times like that, uh, I I don't see the the reason to rush everything. Uh, You know, uh, I, I guess an artist could be behind on the art, but I don't know. It happens a little too often. Right. So it seems like, I
1: mean, yeah, and I agree with you. That'd be frustrating. Uh, And I think it'd be frustrating for the people who are working on these books where it's like, shit, art's not in here. This could seriously impact the amount of books that could be ordered.
0: I've bought variant covers just because I really like them. I'm not a variant cover guy. But if it's, you know, a character I like drawn by an up and coming artist, I'm going to pick that up in a heartbeat. Now, if there's only one on the shelf, because who the hell knew to order, you know, Avengers number 56, part five of the, you know, She-Hulk takes a yoga class like who's going to you're not jumping in there. That's not the one you jump in on. You definitely don't need your one in 100 variant. So, like, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) So
1: you agree with this, then, that they should have 100% of the cover art, unless there's a special event or a
0: reason they're keeping the cover art under wraps. Right, and they've done that before, where like they'll just show you the cover art, maybe they'll black out parts of it, or they'll black out actual letters in the write-up so you don't know, like, so when, after the aftermath of you know somebody dying, blah blah blah, they'll black yeah. out the character, they'll black out certain things um the art is the most important thing i absolutely believe that as far as ordering in the previews yeah um to give you an idea like you know if it's like scotty young variant or j scott campbell oh i need a million j scott campbells he's a pinup artist people buy it just for the cover right
1: makes and sense. i think
0: it's just so
1: important it's crucial yeah and i think and especially if there's precedent for them blacking stuff out i think that makes total sense
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the one time you can excuse it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the fact they have the technology, right? It's like it's not uncommon. It's not like to be like, man, we have to figure out this whole thing. They already do it. So just do that. Yep, exactly. Okay. Um, All publishers who can meet the mechanical standard of accepting revised orders at three weeks before print should be on FOC, which is the final order cutoff. Everyone should be discouraged from handling their own
0: printing. It would be ideal, wouldn't it? Um, the, yeah, the deadline thing is is very interesting to me. So, with previews, if you don't know, stores are ordering their books roughly two to three months ahead of time, and uh, what certain publishers are doing, and if they're, I guess, meeting their deadlines is one thing. Um, but you have to kind of like really take a chance on certain storylines, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to make this better honestly. Okay. Uh, The final order cutoff is a huge thing. And if you miss out on something, uh, if something gets changed, let's say you might get like an email about it. I'm not good with all the 7,000 emails that come to the store per day. Sure. Uh, I could miss it. And then it's like, Oh, I didn't even order that book. Like that was part three of this hit mini series that got delayed or whatever, you know? And, uh, on on the other side, there was, um, there was a Batman book, uh, Creatures of the Night or something. I think it was Kurt Busiek. It was somebody. That book got delayed the last issue, and it came out almost a year later. And nobody, everybody was like, didn't I already buy this? Doesn't this end? Uh, nobody knew. Nobody knew why this book came out so much later, and it sat there on the shelf. Nobody friggin' wanted it. And it was like, I don't know, a $5 book or something. The store Jeez. just suffers in that case. So Final Order Cutoff is kind of a uh, it's, it's a tough thing. To deal with. It definitely gets my uh, blood boiling a little bit. Right. <laughs> it feels like Diamond wants to
1: just not have a bunch of books sitting around. So, right. From a warehouse standpoint, and I get that. Absolutely. But at the same time, how like you said, there's so much fluctuation that could happen with a book where, you know, the trickle-down could finally get to people. And it's like, I need this book. And you're just like, fuck, we didn't order enough. And like, right. the, the cat's out of the bag, you know, two weeks, three weeks, a month before the book's going to come out, which means you would have already ordered it two months before that.
0: Right. And if I try to increase quantities sometimes a month ahead, I can't. It's already gone. They're not going to do any more. There won't be order increases. In a way, this is okay. And in a way it's not. It's okay in the sense that what I've seen them do to eliminate waste uh, is they're more willing to do second, third, fourth, fifth printings of a book and really kind of hone in on demand versus just making these billion quantities. Right. And uh, I'd rather that in a way, but I also would like to be able to uh, raise my quantities by even just like five copies. So like there's one or two on the shelf because it's the new hot thing that everybody pre-ordered because I want to satisfy my bin customers, but I also want the walking guy to be able to pick something up off the shelf.
1: Right, exactly. You're going to hurt new growth customers if every time they go in they're like i always go in and they don't have the book i need right so that's that is rough um going on to the third one is something you already touched on a little bit when i asked you the first question fewer variants less is more money not spent on a variant will be spent on another comic or a collected version or maybe they spend on the materials needed to protect those
0: comics and strengthen the shop absolutely yeah uh variants are getting kind of crazy (laughs) um dc is probably my favorite for this because dc usually does one variant per book and that's it um outside of like a larger book where it's like all right jim lee is going to do the one in 100 variant yeah um so uh, out of the big companies dc's my favorite for this but marvel you get a little crazy you get a little drunk with your variants and uh I mean, sometimes when you're looking it up and it's like, oh, there's like 75 variants for this. Well, every time, you know, a new con happens, it might be a variant of a popular issue is like your book you get for going to the con. So sometimes if you're looking at it in retrospect, you know, months later, uh, a book could have, you know, a billion, like Walking Dead 1 has like a billion, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a billion uh, variants. You know how they they label them with different letters of the alphabet? They're on like, you know, BB4, you know, whatever. They're, They're just... It's insane. That is crazy, but yeah, less variants, absolutely. Um, like I, I mean, you know the, the cheaper variants, I don't mind as much, but when you have us ordering to try to reach this minimum, you know one in 25, one in 50, one in 100, and uh, I mean, we what we do at the complex store, 30 North Main Street, Glassboro, New Jersey, is we tend to just put the variants out on the shelf. I don't care if it's a 500 variant because I know next week it's going to be a five dollar variant. Just put them out on the shelf and you can grab them. I know a lot of stores don't. A lot of stores probably just sell them for whatever the hot price is the next day or even that night putting the books out Mm -hmm. uh, on eBay because they need to, (laughs) because they need to make some of the money back from ordering so many dumb books they didn't want to order in the first place. Right. Exactly. And
1: that now when it comes to people coming into the store, people, do you find a lot of people are looking for the variants or just like demand just kind of like shrug, don't care anymore?
0: It's a mix. It's definitely a mix. There's two kinds of collect. There's there's a bunch of different kinds of collectors. Uh, you know, there's the guy who comes in who's gonna who just wants to read every every month his store, and he folds the books and puts them in his back pocket. You know, there's a the guy buying the 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 protective uh, plastic bags and uh, boards for his books every week, and they go in a box never to be seen again. Uh, and then there's the variant guy who just needs all these variants and. I don't personally understand the variant guy, you know, uh, outside of like, I collect this artist. I don't understand. I don't understand. I just don't get it.
1: Um, yeah, I agree with you. I'll like, if it's a book I really want and I'll, I'll snag a couple variants or whatever if they're available. And as you pointed out, they often are at the comic book store cause you guys are great mm-hmm. and that's cool. But I just like, I don't know. It's. It's such a crapshoot, and I get so disappointed when I look up a variant, and I'm like, oh, there's like 14 of them, and two of them are over 100 bucks." Right. It's like, I don't want this. Sorry, shirtless bear fighter. I'm still missing <laughs> one
0: a, of those variants. It's such a good book. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, as an example, I collect all things Moon Knight, and I have uh, almost the complete run of every Moon Knight issue. Um, with the exception for the most part of variants, I'm not gonna, I just can't justify it in my head to, to pay, you know, like a hundred dollars for some strange variant that I'm just going to, like I said, you know, I'm the guy who's going to bag it, board it, throw it in a box, and forget it exists. Yeah. Um, you know, if the completionist in me isn't that worried about it, I'd much rather take a hundred bucks and slab a book. And, you know, now I've got a cool book slabbed encased, preserved forever. Um, I've been toying with the idea of slapping an entire run of Moon Knight, but I'm insane. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as a
1: guy who owns a graded 9.0 first appearance of Moon Knight, I can appreciate where you're coming from.
0: <laughs> Man, that thing's got to be worth some some pennies right now.
1: Well, right now, it's probably gone down a little bit because of this whole thing. But last I looked, before this whole virus thing happened, it was over
0: $3,000. Yeah, that sounds about right. And once they announced the actor... Yeah. It'll go up again, and assuming it does well, it should f- hover around that for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I want to do with it right now. <laughs> uh, I suggest hug it,
1: um, say oh, nice things to it. Sorry, I don't know what i do differently. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, no, I'm with you then. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, you're doing good. Good. You're doing the Lord's
1: War. <laughs> Lord Khonshu. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so... Everything within a series must get the series code attached in the master data file. Now, this is where it starts to get a little jargony for me. Publishers should be required to review the master data file for accuracy before it's released each month. If it isn't included in the previews and or the master data file, it has to wait until the next previews and or FOC.
0: Right, so that has a lot to do with what I was saying earlier. You want to be you don't want to miss a thing um, for whatever reason. Like I said, there are books that I'll get an email about. It's like, you need to order this. It's—it's Now it's available. It's going to be here in a month. Like Mm -hmm. We don't want to miss anything. Uh, If it's confusingly worded in the previews or if it's alluded to or hinted at, but not clearly given a code, if not clearly given its own page and space in the previews where it can clearly be defined and ordered um, on the order form itself if it doesn't have its own spot then uh, then there's a problem
1: yeah I could see that and the fact that that even happens seems crazy to me mm-hmm. yeah I agree All right, we'll move on to the next one. (laughs) A single issue story or one shot should be clearly labeled as such in the solicitations. Stop using the number one issue bait that implies it's a new ongoing. It's not needed if the content is quality and gives value back to the consumer. Consumer trickery and publisher wordplay are not needed to return the market to a healthy place.
0: Yes. Um, this is very true. I don't know how much of this is Diamond, though. This is more publishers, I it feel. It sounds like it, yeah. Um, but I like that they're addressing it. This is, I mean, I look at some of the things in this document, it's... Uh, not so much to shit on Diamond, it's just to gr- air all their grievances. Yes, And this is definitely a thing for the publishers more so than done. But if Diamond sees this, maybe they'll say, hey, come on. Can we just write one shot on there? And a lot of them do. Um, but what you want, I love one shots. I love these quick little stories like, God, I just really need a story about Darkhawk fighting like, you know, somebody. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, here it is. This is what I need. I, one and done. I know I'm getting everything I need and that's it. I'm out. But uh, yep. I don't need a 1,000 number ones. I can't tell you how many number ones come out, and it does sell. a 1,000 number ones will sell, Uh, but it's hard for me to recommend a book. It's like, oh, did you read this book? It's a new number one. I'm like, eh, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. (laughs) Right. It's like, is it good? I don't know. I don't care. I can't fall into the trap with everyone else, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, and I read more of the new stuff every week uh, than I think a lot of people do, and I'm still like, I can't possibly keep up. With all Enough. the shenanigans, so to speak. No, and I'm
1: with you. I love one-shots. I like the limited runs where it's just like, mm-hmm. cool, it's a story they wanted to tell, and they told it in the appropriate amount of issues. So those are usually some of the best, I think.
0: I'll tell you, one of my favorite writers is Mike Mignola, who does Hellboy, because all his Hellboy stuff comes out usually as either a short-run miniseries Or a one shot and then when they're compiled as trades they're just chronologically thrown together when you got enough to make a trade Mm -hmm. and if you just love everything Hellboy all the spin-offs they're all there in the correct order and you're not missing out on anything Um, I think that's really good really really good so that's what I think more people should do yeah I didn't even know he did that that's awesome you know Mignola's great that's way cool
1: So, next thing, establish a flat rate shipping percentage from the suppliers. Pass on negotiated savings in freight to the next link in the supply chain, publisher, distributor, retailer. This benefits all involved as it would drive down dollars demanded
0: from the consumers. So, this is a tough one. This is, uh, well, it's not a tough one. This is a tough one for me not to shit all over Diamond. Okay. uh, Because I'm trying to be, uh, you know. Objective, objective? <laughs> uh, maybe. So <laughs> you're being pretty objective. You're saying what's I, good and what's bad. I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, I'll be drinking more when we record some tapes and scales. Spoiler alert. Okay, uh, <laughs> but uh, essentially, and, and and this has more to do with training, warehouse training, really, because I might order uh, just a few books and they'll come in this giant box and it'll cost me, you know, fifteen bucks to ship this giant box that weighs nothing, uh, a flat fee just... To- Pass along generic savings would be great. Uh, a lot of people don't order supplies through them; they go through different distributors because you can order comic supplies through different distributors because it's so expensive. Bags and boards are expensive, uh, and it, you really got to think of that when you you complain that you know bags and boards cost a lot. It's like, man, you have no idea. We're making like maybe a dollar off of every sale of this, mm. um, so there's not a huge profit margin on a lot of a lot of things as that it sucks. relates to um when it comes to the books themselves everybody has their own discount based on how on the volume you order per publisher so if i'm a marvel fanboy as a uh, store and i'm ordering you know the 10 billion variants and everything my discount on marvel is going to be insane but so is my money i'm putting out i went on a tangent there no, but basically that's but basically what it is is you want it to be a flat Or near, you know, more or less. Like once it reaches this point, it's free shipping or it's reduced shipping. If they're going to send me two books in a giant box, I'm going to lose my shit. Like I do every single week. (laughs) Especially when it's just things that were missing from my previous order. It's like, Mm. oh, these ten books I called in missing. uh, Now, I will give Diamond credit on this. When I say, hey, you guys fucked up. They go, yeah, we did. We'll send you a new one. They never really give me uh, too much crap on that. But uh again, it's every week, so I mean what yep. can I you know <laughs> so this this works perfectly
1: into the next one of standard training standards and training on the way to safely pack and ship things. These are collectibles right. in the eye of almost every single end
0: user correct uh there's this is a twofold problem because half of this is diamond and half of this isn't. Uh, diamond just recently reduced the grade of their box. If you ever look at a box and it looks like it's two ply, almost it's like two layers. It's Mm. doubly thick. That is a better box. That's what they used to send them in. Now they're just single layer. And since they've done that, the books have come just mangled and tossed around really awful. Um, and, again, this comes down to warehouse training, but there's nothing you can really do about that box. Uh, and the second half of that is UPS or FedEx or whoever you get your right. books sent through. They don't give a damn. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've said, hey, UPS worker, you, these need to be, you know, this side up is important. Uh, the corners don't kick the corner. Like, it's a whole thing. And you, if you're diamond, you have to, to some extent, get a better quality shipping package and because you have to assume UPS gives no fucks Mm -hmm. because they don't and that's just how it is and I love my UPS guy he's great but you know shit happens he's not not the only UPS guy touching your stuff he's not it goes many people are touching my shit man
1: yeah and they don't care Mm -mm. the heavy ass box full of paper yeah they don't look at it as collectible they look at it as kindling yep pretty much um not every issue of an ongoing comic needs to be a 12 issue story a decent percentage of product that is one and done storytelling would extend the shelf life of the product
0: and increase sales this is true but again this is the publisher so this yes. is just people airing their grievances but it is true because once after a week or two these books are dead and they're not going to sell nobody's coming and looking for them and there's just they're just you know cluttering up stores people just practically give this crap away Uh, I wait until it's old enough to become a two dollar book and a lot of people do that or they just ship them off or whatever but like I don't want a book that you know is five dollars because damn near every Marvel book is five dollars or more you know, I don't want a $5 book that I had to order 10 of to get some dumb variant to be sitting on my shelf because it bombed because it's actually a piece of crap. And I have no way of knowing that because you made it sound so important in the previews. Now I'm stuck with, you know, $50 a book, which cost me $30, let's say. Yeah. And it isn't going to ever sell. And I'll be lucky to, to get 10 bucks for it one day. So it's... It's awful when you think about how many books sit on your shelf and are on your shelf the next week, let alone a month or two later. Right. Makes sense. Yeah, and then, and then, I mean, a 12-issue maxi-series isn't the end of the world, but, like, you have instances like Doomsday Clock where it took them two years to get that damn thing out. Oh, that tell me about much. it. Yeah. <laughs> Way too much. and huh. I mean... Shit happened and whatever. I get it. But, like, man, that's a lot. That's a lot
1: for people to care. I remember when I came in and asked, I was like, I didn't miss a doomsday clock, right? I was like, they're still on number 10. You laughed directly in my face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the world that book was in. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was a couple more times of you asking me that before it actually showed up. (laughs) I did laugh right in your face. You made me chuckle. Yep. (laughs) I needed that. Yep.
1: (laughs) <laughs> All right, so longer delays between single issues and trade paperback releases. This empowers single issues to feel more valuable in month, to, month in, month out by making them the only way to read the comic. We have to remove the I'll-just-wait-for-the-trade mentality. A very high majority of readers use this as a way to simply pass on a series. It was created, implemented, and is now a very destructive mechanism
0: in the marketplace. So I could see this opinion. And I know a lot of stores don't do super well with trades. Our store does. Uh, we are located near a college, and a lot of the college kids just want to read a story arc and either throw the book away, or they don't want to drag 16 long boxes back home when they move back home to whatever dumb state they're from. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, they just want the trade. They're reading, for, they want the story, and that's great. And I'm, I love that they're coming to the store to buy it instead of stealing it off the internet like some asshole. Mm-hmm. So basically i I, we actually do very well with trades now i know a lot we're in a unique position and a lot of stores don't uh what they're talking about is sometimes uh the last issue of a, a series or a huge story arc will come out and then within a week or two um i've even seen books come out the same day the trade will come out the same day as the the issue and i don't know if that's just like a delay thing or what but uh that is just it is very soon And there are people that will wait for trade. I sometimes wait for trade, but I will buy a first issue. I'll say, okay, this is what they're going for. I'll get it in trade. It's a slippery slope, though, because if you don't have issue sales, you don't get more trades. You don't get volume twos and threes because the book is canceled and the guy is moving on to some self-published garbage that he's doing on on Kickstarter. It's not all bad, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. (laughs) And yeah, I agree with you. I think I didn't
1: realize they came out that fast on the heels of some of these series. Cause they, I, they can, yes. Which is crazy because, I mean, trades are, like you said, trades are valuable. And part of the reason I think you guys do so well in trades is because you guys push the concept of comic books as content to read and not just collect. Some stores you go to and, like, it feels like a museum, not a store, where it's, like, everything's behind glass, everything's, like... presented nicely and really cool but it just looks expensive like i don't want to sneeze in the store because i may break something and owe them a lot
0: of money yeah yeah uh yeah i don't like stores like that um i'm not gonna talk shit on other stores but uh yeah i've been you know to many stores over the years where you know there's weird things going on and i'm like i am not even comfortable looking at your dollar books in here you know so right yeah, it's not great. And you
1: guys push much more in the direction of read this story, it's friggin' cool, thumb through it. Isn't this rad? You should you should grab it if you want. If not, you know, just that's fine, but you yeah, know, you encourage people to read, you encourage people to look at it and you encourage you guys you guys are all excited about the stories, which is different, I think, mentality wise.
0: Right. And I mean, to some degree it's because I do this podcast, like I know the creators, I know the artists, I read the news stories for, for here that I, I know when it's like, Oh, that's this guy. That's amazing. Um, Uh, We were talking before we started this podcast that Daniel Warren Johnson, who does Murder Falcon and the Wonder Woman Dead Earth, has magic cards uh, in the new Ikoria set. Yeah. And the only reason I noticed it is because I know his art style. And I was just like, holy shit, does he have? And then, like, I boot up Arena, and he's like the beginning little animation to it. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. This is so exciting. This is a guy I interviewed at New York. This makes me feel great. Yeah. Yeah. but I'm not a typical salesperson either, you know. I'm not, you know, the old guy who's been doing this for years and doesn't want to read the new books. He just wants to tell you. He just wants to be a service, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think it's two schools of thought. Some people want to go in, do a business, collect their their money, nine to five, and go home, and they don't live the new stuff at all. Right? They're they're more trapped in their 80s, 90s, 2000s run that they loved. Yep. I agree with that.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so here's here's a big one, and I think okay. a weird one to include because I don't see how this is diamond, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Delay digital release. Relatable entertainment media like movies have digital releases months after they are released in theaters. It would be beneficial to not cannibalize our market share. So the
0: reason this is such a big talking point is because of what DC just did. Um, when... The COVID-19 thing started, and we realized we weren't going to get new books for our customers. DC continued to have new issues pop up online digitally. Yes. So if you wanted to read that new hot shit and spoil it for the whole internet where nobody can read it but you and a select few, uh, you could. And it completely kills the market. It is definitely bad for print um this is not i don't feel that this is a typical thing that happens but it is a relevant thing currently right now and um i mean some people just like me i I have bad eyes man i don't want to be reading comics on an ipad and scrolling between panels and all that some people love it and that's great i wish i could do it i can't um I understand the appeal of instead of lugging a short box around, you have your iPad that has your entire collection on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not an anti digital comic person, but I I do agree that they should be delayed, um, you know, to some extent. Uh, I don't I don't know that they need to come out at a different time than than the the week it's scheduled to come out. Like if a new issue of Batman's going to come out on Wednesday, I don't think the digital has to wait to like you know Saturday or something, but you know, give the print a chance. It doesn't hurt anybody to wait digital Fridays or whatever. You know, whatever it is, I think it would help the medium
1: in yeah. general. And I think that's a fair point is it is when you think about it versus movies, it's a little because movies get to cut, you know, like they don't get released until they get would get released on physical media a few months after the theatrical run. And I mean, it's getting closer and closer and more mushed together, especially now with the COVID stuff going on. It's all kind of blurred, but it is, it was always weird to me that you could get it on Comixology the same day you could go to a store and buy it. Yes. So, but I don't know how much Diamond has to
0: do with that feels like a publisher directly that would have to it, address that. It is. I I don't think Diamond can fix this at all. Um, I mean, if they do, I'll go over there and hug them because I would be like, wow, that wasn't you. Good job. Yeah. Um, how they, how they, they had some weight to throw around if they were able to do that. Yeah. That'll be the one thing they do fix. Everything else will just get worse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So this one I feel like you may have a strong opinion on. Oh, yes. <laughs> titles titles that are going to be delayed for more than two weeks past the solicited sale date cannot be, de- cannot be listed on the
0: FOC. Again, it's this big thing where when a book is delayed, people lose interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this is another reason why people love trades because this is the story I get it all in one shot I don't forget what I read two months ago a month ago why was this important Uh, this weird shaded character in an alley why was that guy important oh wait now he's here it's like four months later I forgot he existed Um, so it's kind of like it's just the phantom stranger it's fine it's just the phantom stranger go with him he's gonna Mm -hmm. take you on a mystical wild ride uh, in his van with some drugs (laughs) it's weird it's weird but that's what he does That's right. Uh, That's not (laughs) what he does. Uh, (laughs) We went on a weird tangent. But no, when you order things and when you receive things, it's super important. And when that changes, it is not good for a business. It affects a business model. Uh, If it's a huge book, like a doomsday clock thing, I don't want, you know, a hundred copies of doomsday clock coming in the same week. I have some dumb Frank Miller book. I ordered a million of cause idiots are going to buy Frank Miller still. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> going on another tangent. Damn it. Frank Miller, give it up. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love him. Oh, I God. know he was, okay. he has fallen pretty far from grace. I, you know what? It's not even so much the fall. It's like, I remember was a Xerxes book that he did recently. It's like, Certain panels would be amazing, and then other ones would be so phoned in and so garbage tier, it was insulting. Mm. Just insulting. But yes, uh, dates are super important, uh, maintaining the street date to some with, within reason, uh, any delay. Uh, it just keeps everything relatively the same. I don't want crazy bills one month, and uh, you know you get bills every week. You do your reorders and whatnot, and it just all tallies up. It's a huge chunk all at once, and you just don't want any surprises. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And this next one was
1: surprising to read: late shipping product from publishers should be should be made returnable with no fees that would be great,
0: wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah. This one surprised me to hear that. I was like, that is not a thing. So when they want you to return books, you got to ship it back out to them. You have to pay all the the postages and everything associated with it. And like I said, if you're returning 7,000 copies of this shit book that didn't sell, well now that weighs, and this comes back to the whole thing we were talking about earlier with standard shipping fees and flat shipping fees and reduced shipping fees. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is the same kind of idea. Um, when a book, a lot of times they don't even ask for you to return books; they tell you to destroy books, which makes my heart break because they want you to rip the covers off and send them the covers back because it's right. way cheaper to send back thirty-seven covers versus you know thirty-seven times forty pages or whatever. Yeah. So, so uh, they uh, they're trying to do you a solid there, but. Do you know how long it takes to rip up all these comics? And it makes me sad, and my tears get all over the place. It's awful. Right. That makes Uh, sense. No, I hate it. It's awful. I wish it was a better system. Uh, I don't know what the answer is, per se, but something. It needs to be a discussion, at least. Right. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: Any product that changes to a higher price after being solicited gets mandatory
0: returnability with no fees. God, I would love that that'd be fantastic i can't tell you my favorite example weird pricing is a couple years ago there was a deadpool run and deadpool was as red hot as he could be this is probably when the first movie got announced i'm gonna say sure and uh so deadpool mania running wild all over you okay um, the red and black <laughs> and uh <laughs> what you gonna do brother uh essentially what happened was random issues that had fucking nothing to do with anything would be $10 issues out of Mm. nowhere and uh, often all they're adding in is a short little backup story that has nothing to do with your main story you've been reading and a reprint of a comic you already have I can't tell you how many times they just throw new mutants 98 his first appearance just throw it in the back whatever it'll (laughs) add to the page count It's so, and I'm like, most Deadpool fans have this or a copy of it because you've reprinted it to death. Right. Um, And I don't want that. And I can't say how many people slowly stopped buying Deadpool. And now Deadpool, which is a decent enough character, should have, you know, 10, 20 people adding it to their bend every month. It doesn't. And uh, even since then, good writers like Kelly Thompson, uh, popular ones like Scotty Young, um, I think Scott Young's great it's just he's not as tested as a writer right. uh, and I think he did a really good job and uh, I don't think enough people know it and it's a shame that, that these people these writers they, these writers and their team they're of artists and inkers and the letterer, God the letterer gets no credit uh, <laughs> I love me I love, some lettering Oh, yeah. Lettering snob. Uh, th- these people suffer, and their careers could take a drastic turn because of this stupid fucking pricing issue of uh, just being greedy. It's all it is. And But th- is this Diamond? I don't know. Uh, but maybe Diamond... So so how does Diamond, Max, make this better? If they allow this, uh, this to happen, does that mean Marvel or DC or whoever is just going to keep doing this because there's no they have no accountability diamond will just take it back like what is the actual answer here
1: right it feels like diamond has to go to them and it feels like that's why a lot of these feel like an uphill battle to me because it feels like diamond has to kind of like nut up a little bit and go to the publisher and be like hey this ain't right we're getting fucked the other guys are getting fucked it's about time you take a little of this fuck and i drop the first f-bomb did you
0: did anybody else I might have. <laughs> okay, well, I hope you did, because I fucked it I've up. I've been biting my tongue a lot, so... You have, you've been very know. good. I'm eh. trying to give you good information, insight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it feels like they have to kind of go and say, Hey, you got to share in this burden, for sure, and... I hope that they can pull it. I mean, the position diamond is what, is, what is Marvel and DC going to do? You know what I mean? Like they have a little bit of weight to throw around. They just have to be careful about it. And I mm-hmm. could see not wanting to die on some of these Hills, but hopefully the collective of all of this is like, okay, let's try to help out our, our, you know what I mean? The people we're
0: selling to, cause that's how we're going to make money. So that's it's the a- hope, I guess. Right. It's a very interesting time for comics. Uh, There's a lot going on right now, and the COVID thing is not helping it at all. Uh, The quarantine, the the stores not being open in general. Uh, The big things happening, uh, Like I can tell you, Marvel has called our store and said, what do you want to do? Do you want us to slowly incorporate more books back out and and try to get it slowly up to when it's regular pace and everything back to normal, they're like we assume you aren't making money because you're closed or you're doing mail. We're doing mail order and stuff. Right? It's like we assume you're not actually making your normal nut of money. You don't want it all at once. So I like that uh, a representative from Marvel does, um, but that's just one tiny little piece. I'm calling Marvel a tiny piece. It's a tiny piece of this jigsaw puzzle. Uh, it's the good. It's the good piece. It's got you know the main picture it's the eyeball in this puzzle but uh <laughs> eyeballs important <laughs> how else you gonna see you uh succeeded it's um, <laughs> the window to the soul sorry, sorry blind people puzzles are great uh <laughs> 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 just do more puzzles fuck conics am i right um uh, <laughs> so uh,
1: i think this next one kind of lines up in that a little bit too a line and i've seen this a bit a line of dollar comics with original Mm -hmm. content from publishers to help drive
0: the bus yeah these dollar reprints for the most part are pretty awesome and people dig them people will on a whim pick up a dollar book and and give it a shot uh usually the the Uh, The different publishers will put them out at the correct time uh, in the previews, so people probably won't order them out of the previews, but they're good impulse buys. Uh, Like a dollar uh, Doom Patrol comic would do gangbusters uh, when that digital series was coming out, because everybody's like, I don't know a damn thing about this. And let me check it out. What the hell is a robot man? Uh, I think he was in my Sunday comics back in the day. No, not that guy. Uh, So... It's it's very good. It's drive sales. If you go to an R store, right above the new comics, all along the wall are those dollar reprints. People love them. And I enjoy the facsimile ones that are relatively the price of a modern comic. Uh it has all the old ads in it. I like that. That's kinda like the the reprint for the older guy that kinda remembers it but can't afford it anymore. Yeah. Like a giant size X Men or a Hulk one eighty one. It's right. I'm I'm not gonna fork out for that, but I, I love that Sea Monkey ad that's in there. Hey, you know they would actually send you those sea monkeys. That's wild. Do you know, out of all those ads, some of them were real, some of them were complete bullshit, but do you know which one, surprisingly, was real? There was an ad in the late 50s, early 60s, uh, probably probably mid-60s, for a monkey. They would actually send you a tiny monkey. Like a, a real living monkey? A real living monkey. No bullshit. What? Yes, they would send you a tiny monkey from I forget what country they got it from and send you a monkey. Holy shit. Yeah, I was pretty surprised. I went, on a, I went down a rabbit hole, so I got all these weird useless information. <laughs> no, that's cool. I like that. It's interesting. Yeah, you could have sent away a buck thirty-five in 1960 and got a monkey. Shit. I missed opportunity, right? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't born yet.
1: Uh, you just weren't trying hard enough, Max. I guess not. so this is what we talked about very early on previews needs to be streamlined are two separate catalogs for marvel and dc needed get this down to a single product for comics possibly split into two one for publications and one for collectibles
0: i'm not against that um i don't mind this big phone book thing that we have now Mm -hmm. throw marvel and dc back in it i'm not against it Mm -hmm. uh, because i know if you separate the collectibles out i'm not going to look at the collectibles But because it's in the previews, I've bought so many t-shirts out of there. Like, oh, my God, where'd you get a Moon Knight t-shirt? I'm like, oh, it was in the previews. You could have ordered it. Oh, can you get it now? No, you had to order it then. (laughs) (laughs) It's a constant thing. That's why I Uh, don't look at previews, by the way. I don't blame you. I understand because I'm living proof of it. Moon Knight glasses—I've got two of them. I—I shouldn't have any. I got two. Uh, you know, uh, they have uh, the pop vinyls in the back. They—they are they releasing Max all four of the main people from Tombstone as as pops. Do you know how hard it was not to order all four? Uh, so oh hard, so hard that you ordered them. I don't even remember if I ordered them. That's how fucking bad this is. <laughs> If they show up, I'll keep them. <laughs> You're their Huckleberry, Tim. I am their. H- Did you know he named his uh, autobiography that? No, I'm your Huckleberry, huh. Val Kilmer. That's interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's coming out, or it just came out. I don't know. I saw an ad for it. Huh? Instagram knows what I like. Yeah, <laughs> Val Kilmer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> After we talked about this, I'm going to get nothing but Val Kilmer targeted marketing now. I hope so. <laughs> So, awareness about what exactly can be found in the shop every Wednesday. Instead of $5 Tuesday delivery fee, or FRE, I don't know if that's a mistype, use that to create a promotional advertisement pool that is used to promote uh, NCBD,
0: which is something. New comic book day. New comic book day, I knew that. (laughs) Yeah, so you pay a a fee to get your books early. Uh, You get them Tuesday night. And uh, that's what we do, and I love it because trying to get in early and organize books, and if there's a problem, forget it. I'm not doing it. And if for any reason the books are late, it's a nightmare. So, uh, just I, I really, uh, I don't mind paying to get the books early. Yeah, um, but I understand what they're saying. It shouldn't, if they don't feel it should be an extra fee. I mean, I'd love it not to be an extra fee. And sure. if they could take that five dollars and do something extra with it, and just make it mandatory to ship it out. Tuesday night, that would be fantastic, Uh, and put that money back into the overall system or the product or whatever. Uh, Take that money and put it into better boxes so your shit doesn't get wrecked and you make more money over the long term, is what I say. That'd be nice. It would be nice. They literally just changed these boxes a couple months ago. I don't know. They probably saved a good amount of money doing it. I bet. So here's one that surprised me.
1: Weekly series are 100% returnable at least after
0: issue number 1. Right, uh a weekly series is a hard thing to get somebody to commit to, knowing that you're going to have to fork out, you know, 4 or 5 dollars every single week to read the story. Uh, it's a big investment, and for us, a uh, well, weekly uh, a weekly series, we're going to order four issues in one preview. Right. So if it's a, a if it's a dead dog uh, first issue, well, now we've got so many copies of the next four issues coming in. It's awful. Uh, the whole ordering system, while not completely Diamond's fault, isn't great, and uh, I wish there was a way to streamline it a little better. But yeah, ordering weekly comics is is awful. It surprised me to see that they weren't returnable. Yeah. Um, again, their whole return policy, the whole system is awful. So, uh, yeah. knowing that... <laughs>
1: yep, <laughs> exactly. So... Frequency of new titles defaults to monthly for the first three issues. This allows retailers to find the ceiling. Afterwards, go twice monthly if a publisher publisher
0: chooses to do so. Right, that would be good. Uh, something people might not think about is when somebody abandons a comic book bin, that just adds up. That's just dollars disappearing. And uh, I found with DC being twice monthly... That if somebody abandons a a bin, I might not notice it right away because I'm like, oh, there's just four issues of Batman. That's two months. All right. Well, maybe I'll give the guy a call, you know, next time. But it's like, you know, if I miss it for whatever reason, it's like, oh my god, there are so many issues in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just makes it harder to kind of gauge when somebody needs a call. Uh, uh, you know, so, I mean, you got to go to somebody's house with a brick, you know, and say, hey, your bin. Uh, it's it's tough it's very tough so uh the twice weekly thing isn't great in general i've gotten used to it but i certainly don't prefer it right and i don't see the value of rushing your stories along like that uh when dc first did it and dc is just the easiest and best example of this um they were kind of alternating stories there was different like wonder woman one week would be this story that's in current time and the next weeks would be the the second weeks would be uh Uh, Some flashback storyline and like the trade released really wonky where volume one was the issues like one, three, five, seven, rebirth number one. And I'm like, no one knows what the fuck this is. I I can't tell you how often I had to explain to people that this was correct and this is where they needed to start. It was a hard sell. I was like, yes, I promise you this volume one is actually where you need to be. (laughs) I know it doesn't look like it, but what about issue two? Trust me. (laughs) Yeah it's unique i guess we'll say <laughs>
1: always seek to increase market share for the companies that need the direct market to stay in business this would more evenly this more evenly distributed and diverse market would only strengthen the marketplace in its entirety which i think is just kind of obvious
0: right yeah yeah that one i mean i don't know how better to go into that it's essentially just Every everybody take care of each other and we all make money together, I, I think is kind of what is missing here. Yeah, I think, yeah, it almost feels like
1: this one should be at the top because it feels like the, th- the just the thesis statement of all of these things.
0: Well, you know how us fanboys bitch about things we're like, hey, blah, 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 blah diarrhea, and then we're like, oh, by the way, the one thing that was actually important down here, point 15 B Uh <laughs> Yeah, I just think Diamond needs, and I don't want to come across as just shitting on Diamond all day, but uh, uh, I think Diamond, to their end, to their part, just need to make this a better symbiotic relationship, because everybody, if we do good, they do good, uh, and just basic business.
1: Yeah, I think that's, I don't, there's a couple of little points that I'm just going to skip, because they're not as strong, but this, I mean, I guess it's a good way to wrap it up, is kind of this, and you thought this was going to be a mini-sode.
0: hmm. <laughs> It still could be. <laughs> part one, part two, part seven. Will people listen to an episode that's cut up into 16 pieces? Will they come back every single week? Should I put out two per week? You should Boy, doesn't t-
1: this sound familiar. You should guarantee 100% returnability
0: for every episode after episode number one. Right. If you don't enjoy episode part four, five, or six, I can return the time you lost by telling you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 oh, I represented Diamond. Oh, <laughs> uh, you did. But yeah, it's
1: it was crazy that to see so many things that are just kind of inherently, it seems like the store just kind of has to eat it and just deal yeah. with it. So I yeah. hope that Diamond at least reads this and goes, yeah, the stores are kind of getting the barbed wire end of this condom a little bit too often and <laughs> kind of go to the distributor and say, hey, can we at least pull some of the barbed wire off? Maybe at least just the tip.
0: That's all we're asking. You know, we didn't mind it so much in the 2000s. It was edgy time for comics. But now, not so much. <laughs> we're older. We can't handle not just the tip. Right. No spicy food, and you need lubricant. No. no, yeah, definitely. Definitely do.
1: All right. Well, thanks for filling me in on that and educating. Hopefully, the audience didn't find it super boring. I thought it was really interesting and enlightening to kind of see behind the curtain of what you guys have to deal with to get the books on the shelves for everybody.
0: It's definitely a saga every week, and uh, you know, I don't mean that in a negative way. It's, it's a whole thing. Like, me calling out on a Tuesday is like the death of the store. Like, I I think I've called out once on a Tuesday, and it was because I literally could not stand up. I was so ill. Right. <laughs> um, so, I'll always be there on a Tuesday if you want to come visit me and annoy me and keep me from doing the books. Be great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But, yeah, I hope it was informative. I hope people uh, see a different side of it, maybe think about that. Uh, If you have any ideas to help out your local shop, the first thing you can do is go pick up your pull bin. If you know your buddy's whacking on his pull bin, but, you know, he's buying, like, Apple Watches, well, tell him he sucks and tell him to go pick up his pull bin and cancel it. That would be great. That would be awesome. So
1: support your local stores, especially, hopefully, we start to roll out of this sooner than later and Mm -hmm. definitely get out and support the business any way you can, the comic book store is selling books at pretty absurd prices at the moment, so you can get those shipped right
0: to your door. Yeah, so, I'll ship you uh, whatever you need.
1: Yeah, I mean, First Appearance Wolverine's going around right now. That's a great <laughs> <end>
0: book. <laughs> I'll ship it. It's What is that one, a 7.0, I think? Yeah,
1: it's uh, something like that. It was pretty crazy. I was just like, whoa, okay. And then there was the uh, <laughs> the first, first Venom, I think, you guys put up, and that was at a pretty ridiculous price yeah uh, first daredevil was up there (laughs) yes yeah there's some crazy shit so definitely keep your eyes on their facebook page and support even your local comic book store if you're not in the area I mean the comic book store can ship anywhere I'll point out but that's right uh, you know support the places that you want to see stay in business and of course you know keep tuning in to capes and scowls I mean you can send him money I love money he uses money I do. I'm all about local commerce. So he can take your money and spend it and stimulate the economy, so don't forget about that. Uh, Yeah, my liquor store will not close. No, it's an essential business.
0: It is. And Tim is very
1: happy about that.
0: Yes, yes. It's why I didn't have to uh, take out a loan to prepare for this uh, (laughs) shut-in. Seriously. Thank goodness. (laughs) Well, Max, thank you for bringing this to my attention. Thank you for for playing narrator to all the points and hopefully it made some sense and shine a light on uh on something. <laughs> hopefully yeah. it did something Max. <laughs> That's right. That's all we can hope. That's all I wanted. Well, thank you. And make sure you check out more of max at tapes and scowls. Make sure you go visit him on his Facebook. He doesn't do a lot of other social media, but, uh, you know, super liminal films is out there. He's a part of that. Yeah. Don't let him know. They'll let him know. They do. Uh, they're like, hey Max, that guy said a thing, and Max's like, I don't care, shut up, dummy. And then he hits him with a club newspaper. Yeah. I mean Double Max Monday wouldn't
1: exist if it wasn't for Dan and Tim, so There it is. Yeah. Go away. Hi everybody. No, go Yeah, tell them to go away. You're too nice. Oh wait, are you only mean to them on tapes and scowls? Uh yes. Oh, okay. Alright, everybody, <laughs> you have a lovely day. I love you all.